I'm Kwana. I'm P. Joey. And welcome to Views from the Chicks, a music podcast where we dissect music and music lyrics as it relates to everyday life. I'm ready. Let's go. We in there. We in Hi. there. For real. So today we will be talking about... Solange's new album, A Seat at the Table, because we have to. You know we have to. Obviously. You know we to. We're a little late. It came out like a week ago. About a we week ago, a week ago. You know, you got to take some time to really let, let it marinate. It. But we still want a damn seat at the table. And we're getting it, regardless. Yes. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we're going to do a little fun icebreaker, right, Kwana? Yes, we are. We are going to play a game called Billionaire Banshee. So I first heard about this game from the uh, BuzzFeed podcast, Another Round, which I am a huge fan of. And it's basically a, a date or deny game. So each of us has two cards. Both cards will give us a perk and a quirk of a potential suitor or a significant <laughs> other. <laughs> and so I guess I will read my two cards first, and I pick T. Ah. <laughs> so T, I read these two cards to you. Okay. And you have to tell me whether you would deny this person or date this person. <laughs> Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read the perks first, okay. and then um, then I'll read the quirks. So I'll read the good stuff about this person, then I'll give you the bad news. <laughs> so I didn't buy the game because you can actually buy the game like on Amazon and stuff, but I was just mad cheap. And I was like, let me just go online and take a screenshot. It'd be of like that. Stuff. It'd be like that sometimes. You know. Okay, cool. Yes, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is your potential suitor. Okay, okay. so his his perks are uh-huh. that he can transform into an all-terrain vehicle. You can ride this vehicle. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can travel long distances on this vehicle. Okay. They use food for fuel. Okay, if and I can cook, I can throw it down for him. And you can control whenever they transform into this all-terrain vehicle. The quirk is they randomly cheat on you. <gasps> doesn't tell you with whom. Doesn't get diseases. Mm. Still has sex with you, and no one gets pregnant as a result. When he cheats. Yes. Oh. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> I know. But then it makes you think about it, too. Like, okay, and we're going to give you a pass so you can do it, but you, I won't get burned in the process. You don't get you burned miss- and nobody gets pregnant? I'm going to let you talk, though. This is your choice. Joey is locked and loaded and ready to go. <laughs> well, we'll see what your cards <laughs> I know, right? Shit. Huh? Okay, so they can transform into an all-terrain vehicle. You can ride them. You can travel long distances. Mm. They, they use food for fuel, and you can control when they transform. So whenever you need a ride, you can be like, hey, baby, I got to go somewhere, and he'll turn into a vehicle. Whenever he makes me and then, upset and I need to just not see his face, I'll be like, transform. Turn into a vehicle. Transform. Now, does he keep his parts when he transforms? I don't know. It doesn't say all that. Sure. Okay, Joey. We're going to have to get Joey this banshee because she... <laughs> But remember, they randomly cheat on you. They don't tell you with whom, but he doesn't get diseases. He still has sex with you, but nobody gets pregnant as a result. Um, Would I date or deny him? Okay, so I'm going to take all the equations and bring it back to reality. I would deny him because my 
emotional state will not be okay knowing I'm like, am I doing wrong that you need to cheat on me so many times with all these random checks I like the fact that I don't get burned and nobody gets pregnant yeah. um no I would deny him oh my god but he's not, he sounds so good like on paper it's like fantastic <laughs> like like let's go um I don't know because you know some people are like into that whole open relationship situation thing yeah I mean, no one gets hurt, really. Well, emotionally, I get hurt. Physically, I don't get hurt, but emotionally, I do get hurt. And I think my emotion is worth more. That's true. Because peace of mind. Um, yeah. I don't. I think I would have to, like, deny him. Sorry, Banshee, I'm denying you. But I can throw you over to Joey real quick. She'll she'll handle you. <laughs> <laughs> he is denied. 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 Deny. Oh, can I go now? Yeah. Okay. My turn. <laughs> okay, Joey. Okay. They own a private island oh. made of chocolate. Mm. Uh, okay. Temperature controlled so it doesn't melt. Okay. Um, any elements eaten gets rebuilt. Mm. Okay. No one else lives on the island. So you have your own private island made of chocolate. Okay. Chocolate doesn't... Us. Huh? With the two of us. Yes. Okay. Chocolate doesn't go bad ever on your island. All right. So that's the good stuff. So now it's the bad stuff. Wait, question though. Is he is he also made of chocolate? No. No. It's just just about the private island. You're on a private island with you and your boo. All right. All right. Okay. I'm listening. But you're on an island made of chocolate with all these fabulous things. Okay. Um so, your man himself, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's made out of translucent skin. <laughs> you can see his veins. And you can see some muscle. He won't mar- he he doesn't wear makeup. Um, they walk around in the house nude sometimes. So, are you going to keep or deny him? No, no, this question's fucking with me because <laughs> if I had this shit flipped where he was made out of chocolate, but the island could be translucent or whatever the fuck. <laughs> well, that's not your situation, okay? <laughs> what? You but he, what? he walks around the house naked sometimes. But he's translucent. What I'm seeing? What am I looking at? Veins and muscles. Hell no, and he, man. He could be whatever you want him to look like. You you throw some chocolate on him. You got lots of it on the island. No, he won't wear makeup. He won't cover it up. He'll cover it up. He'll be, okay, so he'll be like a ghost? Yes. Ooh. No, it's like you look at him, but instead of his skin, it's like clear. So you can see everything on the oh, inside. Man, fuck out of here. Maybe- <laughs> I don't know. I'll take him. I'll take him because you know what? Beauty is only skin deep. So I'm like really <laughs> Bitch, bitch, bitch. Listen, though. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm on Chocolate Island. Chocolate it's the, City. Ah, chocolate Island, Chocolate City. We're the only ones on there, but you translucent. I'm only going to know what I look like. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> but he like you for you. You're the only one on the island, Joey. You don't have to worry about your car cheating on you like I would. <laughs> <laughs> but he's translucent, though. <laughs> okay, he not cheating on you. He's all you got. It's a beautiful skin deep. 
Look at me oh. trying to convince her to keep this man. Oh, no. oh. Y'all need to quit. Okay, <laughs> but he shares lucid, so if we go take, like, a chocolate bath, <laughs> the chocolate sticking to him, can I see him now? It's not makeup. Um, I guess, yeah, but how long is that going to last? He's going to well, the chocolate wash. don't melt. The chocolate don't melt. So... True. So if I, you know, we take a nice little chocolate bath and I just let him air dry for a little bit. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So are you denying uh, I'm going to have to deny him because I feel like I'll get real lonely. I'm such a people person. Mm, I can't yeah. be on this island and only know what my reflection looks like. It, I, it can't. Mm-hmm. It can't. <laughs> See, I'm vain. I'm like, yes, look at me. Look at me. No, because that, that'd be all great and good. Be like the only person in your world for the first couple months. But we talk about forever. On the island? Alone? So can we talk about him walking around nude? Are you into that? No? Not when he's translucent if he wants <laughs> If it's a nice melanated chocolate dipped in all kinds of glaze, hell, but. <laughs> but that, that is going to come off. She's like, said, you said the chocolate, you know, whatever I take, come back. So, yeah. Yeah. And he won't wear makeup, so that's just how he looks. All right, all right. So, Kwana, this one is for you. Okay. Their aura prevents aging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aura can't be turned off. Okay. They don't age. Mm. Okay. They started in high school. Oh. <laughs> Every day you are around them, you won't age either. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's the perks. This is like Benjamin Button. I know, right? <laughs> Except he just doesn't age at all. No. So he's going to look like he's from high school forever? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And every, yeah. every day that she's around them, she won't age either. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Okay. And what age is she meeting him at? Sorry, I'm asking too many questions. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't say. say. I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the bad stuff, <clears throat> they killed someone in their past. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. They will never get caught. They won't tell you who they killed. They won't tell you why they killed. But they promise you that they'll never do it again. And they have remorse about it. Um, I mean, well, to be honest, they killed someone in the past thing doesn't really bother me. Oh, sure. Wow, okay. Right or die. I, I mean, because, like, it says they'll never get caught. They don't, they won't tell me who they killed or why they killed them. They'll never do it again. And they have remorse, so they do feel bad. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it again. It, it was something in the past. So it was before me. So I mean, okay, okay. And what can I can't? What can I do about that? Um, and they they're not you know making me an accessory to the crime because they're not telling me who they killed or why they killed them. So I know no information. So if somebody come questioning me, I'm gonna be like, I don't know nothing. Wait, what you talking about, Willis? I don't know nothing. Okay, um, but. The aging thing. Well, he's going to look mad young. Yes, but... But then you don't age either. I, but I want to age. I like getting older. Like, aging doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I guess I would only not age if I'm around them. But you would age so when you're age? with other people? Yeah, when I'm 
not around them. I don't know. I just don't want to date a guy who looks like he's in high school. But does he look like he's 18? Because you know some guys be looking grown. I know. In high school. It depends on what he looks like. Yeah. He's like a young looking. But still, don't, I mean, like, even if he looks like a man, he's still not a, not a man. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. When you start getting your little gray hairs. But I mean, like, just a man. Just like, like a nice older you know what i mean like he's just gonna look like he's in high school and it i mean and he may look like maybe 22 mm-hmm. a high you know like because some of those high schoolers do look like a grown man you're never gonna get that grown and sexy kind of let's just say let's just say he's a mature high school looking dude mature high school looking guy uh no nah, because then i'm gonna be getting all old and and sexy right i'm gonna be like old sexy grandma and he's always gonna look like i'm robbing the cradle he don't look like your grandson <laughs> yeah you don't you're not aging you're not aging so you'll basically age at a much slower rate unless you stay That's with true. him forever and you just don't age at all but who's going to be right. around you every single damn day yeah, that's true. I would have to be around him every day. No, thank you. No, thank you. No. I'll deny. <laughs> no, <thank you. laughs> no. So we're not dating any of these guys. I feel like I would. Date, I would date him. I would date Quana's. Joey would date mine, and Quana would date Joey's. No, the the all terrain vehicle is pretty okay because I don't have a car. <laughs> and when he gets you mad, when I find out he cheated, he gonna turn right into that car. He gonna turn into a Lambo, <laughs> or no, he gonna turn into a Midas motorcycle, and we just gonna keep on riding until I feel sorry for him. I'm gonna burn his gas out. So let's get into it. A seat at the table. So you know, I'm ready for this conversation because the album was just absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm a person who doesn't really like an album like straight out the gate i mean the whole album is beautiful amazing it was a poetic negro spiritual that's what i got mm. it was a journey it took me on a it journey. was it was definitely a journey and even when you like say the lyrics it's like you're citing reciting a poem like that's how i felt like when i was going over the lyrics i felt like i was speaking like at a spoken word that's how i felt and I love the way she used Master P's. You know, there was a point in time where he was like one of the richest men, you know, yeah. for a long time. And not a lot of people know that. You look at him, yeah. you don't even think about it. But he has, you know, he's dibbling and dabbling in so many things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So we got to get our money up. Oh, sure. yeah. There's <laughs> no limit. Clearly, no limit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So I will start. Okay. Here is Mad featuring Lil Wayne by Solange on A Seat at the Table. Too high, I'm too better, too much. 
like this song because I completely 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 relate to what she talked about in this song of just you know there's so much going on in the world and you know it's it's a lot of stuff that makes you sad mm. or it makes you angry or it makes you just kind of like you know not so hopeful sometimes I just have to avoid the news because it it makes me angry just to mm. see some of the stuff that goes on like I'm just always in like in a in a perpetual eye roll just like uh, like oh my I can't roll my eyes anymore in like any further into the back of my head mm. like it's just so much going on and then um there is a quote by James Baldwin the author mm-hmm. um where he says to be a negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all the time and that is so true so it's true. like I'm so mad. I'm just angry. I'm just like, I'm annoyed. Like, uh, I don't really want to talk to y'all people. Like, uh, like, don't ask me any questions. Don't like, please just like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And I love in the song, actually, when uh, it's towards the end, where she says, I ran into this girl. I said, I'm tired of explaining, man, this shit is draining, but I'm not really allowed to be mad. And it's like, it's so true. It's like, you have to explain to people sometimes like, well, well, um, why is that? Why is that bad to say? Or why is that racist? Or why mm-hmm. is that offensive? Or why? And it's like, how many times do I have to explain it to you? How many times do we have to like sit down and like break it down to you? Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is why you don't say this something like this. This is why, yep. you know, this terminology is offensive. This is why this word doesn't make any sense. This mm-hmm. is why reverse racism doesn't exist. This is why. Like, I don't want to explain to you how the cornrows stay in my head anymore. Like, I don't want to explain it anymore. But, but my so thing is, too, like, I want them to ask questions because when you don't ask questions, you, you still remain ignorant and you don't know. Like, you don't, like, you, I want you to want to know because I and don't I, want you sitting here not knowing, acting like you don't know. I want you well, to Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I get that. And, and depending on who it is that's asking, like, if it's somebody that I'm cool with, and they just don't they just really don't get it i will i will you know let them know right. but it's 2016 and there is a thing called google <laughs> and if you don't understand something it's not always my job to teach it to you right and you make a point too because it shouldn't always be our job that's why there needs to be some form of education it comes from the parents it comes from the education but if the system. parents don't know like if like the don't. parents don't have black friends the grandparents don't have black friends they don't have black but friends. they're just as ignorant that's the thing yeah they're that's just, just as ignorant. ignorant i have well i have something to bring up because um there was like a study done about um african-american kids um, in the, I guess maybe not the urban, but like, I guess maybe in the suburban area and how 
they perceive the African-American heritage compared to kids who live in the inner city. And they're saying the kids that who live in the suburbs, their parents talk to them about their African-American culture, their black culture. These kids have more of a better understanding and they have a more better thought process of how they want to handle things. And the kids who are in the inner city, the parents don't talk to them about this stuff. They don't take them to the museum. I mean, not saying that they may not have the means or at least try to educate them on their own, but the ones Mm -hmm. who didn't know the information, the parents that did not teach them the information, they're the ones who struggle the most. And they did a study that the kids that knew more about their history, um, they're the ones who wanted to pursue their education. They're the ones who are Mm -hmm. more activists. And you know what I mean? Like, for example, when we see that, what was that actor, um, Jesse Williams, when he was on BT, Mm -hmm. he, Mm -hmm. his parents, he came from a mixed, you know, mixed family. You know, I don't know who Mm -hmm. was black and who's white. His mom's white, his dad's black. Right. They instilled this information into him. They taught him. Mm-hmm. He didn't, like, stumble upon it on his own. And he made it a point to be an activist for this cause. So I feel like as parents, it is our responsibility to teach the kids about their past. I mean, we can't only solely rely on the educational system because clearly that doesn't work well. Like, it took all three of us going to, what, African-American studies class in college to even learn a lot of what we have already. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I think we still – That's true. It, it comes from – it needs to come from us, too. But yeah, but I mean, not not necessarily the black people. It's the, the white, white people, people or right. or that don't know anything. And it's like, if you could just get out of your bubble, and get out of this bubble that you live in. So yes, T, I definitely agree. We definitely have to um, educate. Uh, you know, it starts in the home with education. I was thinking more in terms of non-black people who don't really know anything about black culture, mm-hmm. but you know every word to a Kanye West song right? or a 2 Chain song, and you know every rap, but you don't speak or have any black friends, and you don't understand why, like, reverse racism isn't a thing that's real. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it's like... You want to take bits and pieces of black culture whenever you feel like it, whenever you think it's cool or it's mm-hmm. fun, but you don't actually understand, like, why something like stop and frisk is bad mm-hmm. and why something like stop and frisk wouldn't work in, you know, the way it, the way it's been, I guess, set up because of the prejudices and, and that go along with it. So it's like... Like when she says, I'm tired of explaining, it's draining. Like, yes, to a certain degree, I don't have a problem being like, okay, let me let me tell you what new new growth means. Let me tell you what a kitchen is. Mm. Let me tell you, you know, uh, what happens when we go to the black salons on Saturday and we're there all day. A grown adult has to be responsible for their education. Sometime, like to a certain degree, if you don't understand something – or if you want to learn about, like, black feminists, or if you want to understand why a lot of black feminists don't, aren't really, you know, they don't really get along, or they don't really feel... But do you really think someone wakes up and like, oh, I want, today I want to learn about black feminism? Like, do you... No, but, no, no, but that's the point. It's like, it's like, you're not seeking out this, they're not seeking out this information. They Mm -hmm. want us to explain it to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, I'm trying to, trying to figure out an example. Okay. So, um, you know, Cheska Lee, who does the MTV decoded videos. Mm -hmm. Very controversial. Yes. Very controversial. She's always getting like, there's always like people just going at her Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was on her Twitter because I follow her on Twitter and, there was 
there she was responding because she always responds to <laughs> to people. There was this one guy who like re, you know wrote on her wall was like, "Hey, I hate your videos. You know, you're the most racist person on TV. You're so racist. Blah 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 blah. Like I can't you know I, like basically just bashing what she does. So she didn't respond to that tweet. Then he goes, "I need you to explain to me like." Like, in this last video, you're talking about how we can get rid of, like, you know, like, prejudices against each other or something. It was something about, like, oh, bias, like how, you know, police and, like, uh, bias that people may have, even, like, unconsciously Mm -hmm. may have a bias against uh, different people of color. So he goes back onto her Twitter. He's like, I need you to explain to me what you think we should do in this situation about, you know, police being biased. And it's like, so you bash her in one tweet and then you demand that she answers your question in in the next one. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say like, oh, well, you know, like, why is there an, you know, an all black HBCU like that's racist you know um that's reverse racism and then we're like no reverse racism doesn't exist well why doesn't that exist why don't you read a book why don't you (laughs) seek out this information why don't you look it up like it's not our job to like have a class and be like hey so today's class we're gonna talk about this topic and take out notes guys here's your notes like you're a grown adult you there are resources and there are different things that you can look for and look at to get information if you really want to learn it right you just have to want to be in the space to learn you have to be open-minded yeah you have to be and it's not always our job it's not to to explain and to teach i mean this is tiring this makes me think about i think was it like two or three years ago at union square when a group of black women they decided they were um they had the you can touch my hair because you know black women mm-hmm. always like, you can't touch my hair like no it's mm-hmm. not appropriate or whatever so you know they banded together and they made it themselves basically like an exhibit so to speak for lack of a better word mm-hmm. so people who were curious about different hair textures can come and touch their hair i think one lady had like dreadlocks one had an afro one had like permed hair like which is different and another group of girls got together and they started protesting at that same, you know, at their same meeting, mm-hmm. having signs saying, no, you can't touch my hair, but you can kiss my ass and all this oh, stuff. God. Like, mm. I mean, I personally, like, I personally don't want no one to touch my hair, but I understand what their point yeah. is. And mm. I yeah. don't think that these, you know, the women who came through with the rebuttal, I don't think they should have used that as the time and place because those girls, you know, they're open to people touching their hair. That's them. That's what they want to do. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did see, like, there was this, this older couple, man and woman, you know, they went up to touch this one woman's hair, and they were just like, you know, I, I was always curious about the texture, you know. Um, I think she was Jewish, and she was just saying, I have very curly hair, but I just find different hair textures so fascinating. So it wasn't mm-hmm. expensive. She just seemed genuinely intrigued with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I totally understood what they were doing, but these other women came with their signs and pitchforks so Given that, let's roll on to the next song. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so the song that I will be dissecting today um, is called Don't Touch My Hair, uh, featuring, um, how do you say this person's name, Sampa? Sampa, I think it Sampa, is. Sampa, yes. So he's worked with the likes of Kanye, um, Drake, and he's a British electronic music singer, songwriter, producer mm-hmm. from the UK, obviously. So let's take a listen. All right. 
was Don't Touch My Hair by Solange. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, amazing, amazing, amazing song. Um, I want to um, touch on one of the um, lyrics on it because I did some research and it relates back to a scripture from the Bible. So she says, don't touch my pride. They say the glory's all mine. And it's um, comes from 1 Corinthians um, eleven fifteen says, If a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. And then in other versions, they say the words glory is switched for pride and joy. So basically saying a woman's hair is her glory, her pride, her joy, and like having long hair or good hair is something that you pride yourselves. And like, you know, Within the song, you know, asking a black woman to touch her hair, I saw this. I went on um, Rap Genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were saying um, in the annotation, they are talking about, like, asking to touch a black woman's hair is a racial microaggression masqueraded as a compliment in a white-dominated society um, mm. as it denies black women respect, consent, and agency over their body. And I think it's just, you know, Solange is having this song and it's like basically an establishment of setting boundaries of a woman in her hair. Like you showing, like even explaining to people, because I know Solange, I was reading on her website and it was mm-hmm. talking of her mom asked her, she had like an open conversation between her mom and I think a producer and her mom asked her about this, the hair song. And she was just like, I want, and her mom was like, you're you know, from your last album, it was geared towards maybe more a white audience. Now this is towards a black audience. She's like, how do you still incorporate those fans that you had in your previous albums to the album now? And she's just saying like, you know, I hope if you're a fan, you can grow with me and then you can learn something from this album. And I think one of the songs that a lot of people Mm -hmm. can learn from is don't touch the, don't touch my hair song because they can know why we, she said it so beautifully and eloquently of like why we feel like our hair is like a huge representation of who we are Mm -hmm. and what it, 
it means to be black because there's so much struggle between in the black community, especially with the hair. Like, you know, you have grandmas want to tell you to slap a perm on your hair. Why mm-hmm. your hair looking like that? Like, you know, and it's also a struggle because I feel like it's also a personal struggle between self because, you know, I've tried to go natural a couple of times. I'm officially 100% natural and I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. But it's a struggle because people tell you like, oh, you can't go on an interview with your hair like that. No, mm-hmm. after that. You research the company that you're going to work for, and you assess the situation. If you're not going to be okay with my natural hair, I'm going to find a conservative way to put it up or whatever, but I'm still going to rock it. That should not be able to, the reason why I should be denied for a job. And then there's this association with men and how they feel about women's hair. Like mm-hmm. some men have this strong feeling about hair. Like I don't like my woman to have a weave. I don't like my woman to have this. I don't like my woman to have yeah. blah, blah, blah. There's all these things. So people out there there's a lot of thing a lot of pressures that is going against us when it comes to hair so when we get upset when you want to touch it you want to ask questions about it like it's a personal thing like it's my personal struggle like I struggle trying to figure out like hairstyles and like it's an uphill battle too because sometimes your hair wants to cooperate with you and it doesn't but that's my personal journey with my hair it's not for your up for your interpretation you know what I mean like it's connected to our identity so at the end of the day it's like our hair represents us you know what I mean I mean it's connected to my body so you don't reach out and touch strangers so why would you reach out and touch my head right I'm not an object like why would you do that I'm not an object, but it takes it back to way back in the then where they make us feel like we are an object and we don't have consent and we don't, there's lack of respect. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that small motion of you trying to touch my hair is showing that you feel like you still have power over me because you don't have enough decency to ask me if you can touch it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, that's that's mm-hmm. how I take it. I take it as disrespectful because it's like you don't see me over there tweaking your nose or tugging at your ears or touching your face. Like, I see my, yeah. my hair is a body part to me. Like, it's, it's just as equal as you grabbing me on my face and I don't know you like that. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I see that as equal. And I love that she put that in the song. And it makes me think because I took my nieces to go see that movie – Zootopia, I think it was over the summer, or like right before. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is such a great movie. It was so good. good. <laughs> I didn't good. see it. I didn't see it. Such, it was an animated movie, I think, by Disney, and it was such a great movie. And it touched upon so many things, like race, and like they had the lamb in there. You know, lambs have like curly rock hair. Yeah. So the lamb had her hair like in a half up, half down kind of situation. And while she's on the computer, it shows one of the characters like looking at her head and goes to touch it. And then the bunny is just like, Oh, you know, you should, you're not supposed to be touching. Don't touch her hair. That's inappropriate. Mm. And that was the correlation to let the little kids who are coming up now, or even, you know, some parents, I love that. that. Let them know, like, oh, you know. And it basically had different animals, and they were showing them as, like, different races or different people in general, whatever Mm -hmm. your background is. And it was just teaching them about race and, like, accepting people for who they are. Don't judge a book by their cover and all that stuff. Just a great, great movie. So I love seeing that. I'm going to watch it now. I love that. Yeah, Yeah, Zootopia was a really good movie. I enjoyed that shit. Like, yeah, to this day, i am like, oh, Zootopia's on, and I will sit there, <laughs> some popcorn, like, mm, this is so watch it. I uh, attribute the whole hair movement to Chris Rock with the good hair. Like, I think that was, like, eye-opening. I think that's Eye-opening. <laughs> the billions and billions of dollars we spent giving these mm-hmm. people money for the weaves and the, I mean, it's just and eye-opening. I think, what, I think what sucked the most is that seeing that, 
and understanding that we don't even run that business. We yeah. got other people telling us what we should look like and what we mm. need And then can we talk about the whole, um, was it Marc Jacobs when he had his fashion show and he had everyone <laughs> wearing Girl. the dress? And he was like, <sighs> I don't talk about you guys when you wear your hair straight. Excuse oh, you, sir. God. You are oh, out of God. order and you are out of place. How dare you say that? Girl. And I well, love because Mark he's Jacob. ignorant. It's I like, like Mark oh, well, it's not cultural appropriation because black women get, you know, they wear weaves and, and they, you know, straighten their hair and all that stuff. But it's like, um, you know that you can be black and born with naturally straight hair. It can happen. And, exactly. Or blonde hair. Or red hair. Genetics. Or blue eyes. <laughs> like, that's not, like, straight hair is not, um, like, straight hair isn't just a biological thing for white people that just shows how ignorant that statement was because you don't have to be white to be born with naturally straight hair mm-hmm. you know or blonde hair or blue eyes or red hair like that's not something that's just white people yeah and then can we talk about how they passed the law that you can be discriminated for having dreadlocks Total bullshit. Yeah. I can't like, yeah. believe it. Freaking serious? Yep. And it's like, really? Like, but what does somebody's dreadlocks have to do, have anything to do with how they do their job? Character, yeah. Because they associate it with what a weed man, a drug dealer. Yeah, but that, that, that even takes me back to, like, when Juliana Rancic said that Zendaya, when she wore dreadlocks, she smells like weed and patchouli, patchouli oil. oil. But then Kylie Jenner has her has her dreadlocks, and she said that she looks exotic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it a problem. It's not that white people can't wear braids and dreadlocks. What? Like, I mean, I don't have a problem like, with that. Do you, boo? Do you? Yeah. But the problem... It's, yeah, it's like... It's like when white people do it, it's cool. When black people do it, you're a drug dealer, a you're problem. a thug, you're a rasta. You I mean, you're if you're yeah, you smoke weed, you're a rasta, blah, blah, blah. First of all, half of y'all don't even know what a rasta is. And and you know what? All Mark Jacobs had to do was give credit where credit was due. All he had to do was say, you know, I, people are saying that, you know, it's cultural appropriation, but I just want to say that. I know that dreadlocks come from, you know, Jamaican or, or, you know, that culture, and I think they're beautiful, and I wanted to incorporate it into my show. Simple as that. Simple as that, and we would have left you alone. Yep. We would have been like, all right, cool. Like, he knows where it comes from. He he thinks it's beautiful. He wasn't, you know, didn't want to disrespect it, but he wanted to, you know, incorporate it into a, in a fashion-y way into his show, make it fun. You know, and give credit where credit is due. But, but oh, well, you know, I don't say anything when black people straighten their hair. Then it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Really? He later did an apology. He, he said he yeah, but the educated. Fact that he, it was a half apology. Yeah. The apology. I've had everybody do an apology after the fact. Yes, I've, I've learned. I've did my research. Now I understand. I fully, fully. It takes you saying such an ignorant and pompous statement for you to start doing your research. Maybe research, research before you put those models on the runway with the dress. How about exactly. But that's what I'm saying exactly. with explaining. You know, we shouldn't have to get you together on Twitter for you to learn. If you, if you like, you should seek out this information. Yeah, you want to incorporate accurate. dreadlocks? Let's do some. Like, let's do some research. Maybe if you had some black people on your team, maybe more than one. Well, he hangs you out with little Kim. Something. He hangs out with little Kim, so that says a lot. Mm. Oh. Wow, that's, that's another conversation. conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's another conversation. But it's like, yeah, you know, maybe if you had 
more people on your team of color who can kind of explain, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't tweet that, Mark. Like, that, that doesn't sound good. Maybe, you know, that's not really a good response. Let's think of a different response. Let's, you know. But, no, you're just, like, you, you got defensive. And, well, you know, I'm just saying, like, man, black women wear their hair straight. So, like, I don't, nah, nah. Like, you just got defensive mm-hmm. and just said the first thing that came into your head. But, you know, it's seek out this information. Like, yes. Shout out to Solange for having all these conversational starters. Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. And that's why this album is so important. By the way, she's number one in the country right now. Yeah. I feel like we've been talking about her, like, in all the episodes so far. We mentioned her in some aspects. Like, oh, I, I, like, I love her style. On my Pinterest, I have a whole, like, section of Solange pictures because I just think her style, her hair, like, it's just gorgeous to me. I'm just like, dang, how can I, like do that same outfit how can i like wear that same color like she's, she's like just beyonce so like i i'm i relate more to her than i can to beyonce sorry sorry beehive <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just feel like at this like this is solange's time and everything yes. that's going on right now is a perfect representation like when it's for you it's for you and mm-hmm. god's timing is never wrong and it's like she yeah. has been, you know, in this industry doing her thing, always known as Beyonce's sister. But now she's able to shine on her own and people can understand her craft. And her and Beyonce are so different. Yes. But, you yes. know, like they cater to similar crowds, but then different crowds at the same time. But she's standing perfectly fine on her own. You know what I mean? And I just love that. I love that people are respecting her, respecting her crap. Love it. Yes. So next song. Well, the one that I decided to do is Cranes in the Sky, which was my mm-hmm. absolute favorite from the album. So let's take a listen. I tried to drink it away. I tried to put one in the air. I tried to dance it away. Tried to change it with my hand. I am a credit card below. Thought a new dress would make it better. I tried to work it away, but that just made me even sadder. I tried to keep myself busy. I ran around. Circles think I make myself dizzy. I slept it away. I sexed it away. I read it away. Away. And that was Cranes in the Sky. So when I first heard this song, I was just like totally taken away. Like when I listen to an album for the first time, I I play it from beginning to end, like all the way through. Yes. And then I yeah. go back and play. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did the opposite. 
<laughs> no, I have to play it all the way. Yeah, I play it from. Oh, yeah, I just like, put it on shuffle, and then whatever songs is like no, stick to me, no, and I just no, girl. The only me. person I do that to is, is J Cole. I have to listen to him from beginning to end. No, like like Kendrick, <laughs> like you like you remember Kendrick's um, the Good Kid, Mad City. Uh huh. Like you have to listen to that from beginning to end. Like it's just certain people I listen. Yeah, so, yeah. like maybe hot, I need like, to carry on that theme throughout everyone else. You're right. Yeah, when someone makes the album, they carefully decide the place and the order in terms of the tracks. It has to, most of the time it tells a story, so it's like you have to from beginning to end. Especially with um, the Master P clips in there, it went in yeah. sequential order, and all the okay. I have to re-listen the right way. Then I've been yeah. I listened to every song and I loved it, but I just you know me, I'm crazy. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has their listening, you know, technique. It's cool. But no, what I was saying was. Okay, so normally I listen to an album from beginning to end, and then I go back and, you know, go to my songs that I like. With this one, as I was playing it from beginning to end, honey, when I got the cranes in the sky, mm-hmm. I was just like, this shit is just going to stay on repeat because this is it right now. It was just so, like, what's the word, like, majestic and ethereal and all just, like, had me all up yeah. in my feelings, took me away. I took it to my sister. I'm just like, you have to hear this. This is so beautiful. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful it's song. It's a beautiful song. Uh, and, like, to me, what I take away from it, it just sounds like someone who's dealing with so, so much and is just looking for outlets to cure that. Maybe, like, some kind of temporary satisfaction mm-hmm. or distractions, whatever it may be. And, like, when I think of, um, like, a crane... I think of like the crane, the bird, and in Asian mm. culture, cranes mm. signify happiness, healing, freedom, uplifting mm. spirits. So in terms mm. of the song, it's like you know she's talking about it's like a crane in the sky. They're free. They're free from their problems. They're just trying to float above it all. Mm-hmm. I'm above this situation. I'm just trying to you know do me, be free, and not worry about this. So two of my favorite parts of the song. So she says. I tried to let go my lover, thought if I was alone, then maybe I could recover to write it away or cry it away. So it's like you isolate yourself so much from everyone around you, even the person that's showing you the utmost love. You can't even see it because you have so much going on. And in terms of the context of the album as a whole, I think that she's talking about you know, us dealing with being black every mm. day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we are told so many, so many times um, through images and the media that we're not enough. We're not worthy of happiness. We're not worthy of love. We're not worthy of being worthy. Mm. Like, we're told that so much that we try to rid ourselves. Like, what is it that's wrong with me? Why am I not worthy? What is mm-hmm. And you try to you know, wash the pain away by all of these other material things or whatever it is going on in your life. But being black is something you can't cure. You got to embrace that shit. That's, that's beautiful. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it, no matter what anyone's yeah. trying to tell you, you know? Yeah. So I I love that. I love I love I Yeah, love it. it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous song. And I, um, I mean, the... The visuals as well. Her and her husband, yeah. I think, didn't they work on it together? Yeah, yeah. They worked on it together. Worked on it together. Yeah, I mean, 
I think it's beautiful. And it's oh, like a lullaby. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a beautiful lullaby. And even when you watch the video, the visual, she's portraying a crane, like a pink crane bird. So her mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That's how yes, they move. Yes, yes. They move gracefully. They have long extended necks, long legs, and like how she's like move her arm out and extending, make sure she's extending her arms and her legs in like every cut. Very important in terms mm-hmm. of the song. And yeah, everybody has to understand that this album just didn't appear out of nowhere. She's been working on this for years. Yeah, I think she said mm-hmm. that this song specifically was in the making for like eight years now. Love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Love that. When it's right, it's right. I exactly. mean, come on. She said that she she had posted something on Instagram and she was saying that Raphael Sadiq, who's mm-hmm. like heavily underrated by the way. I love him. Love him. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Raphael Sadiq had sent her like a CD with um, different drum beats and these different sounds. And she said as soon as she got that, she immediately started writing the song. And it wasn't until like now that she finally put it together. And when she got the feel, you know, I'm about to work on this album. She contacted him and was just like, you know, I want your help with all this and putting this song together. And this is what came out of it, which so is I've, amazing. Wow. I have a question based on this whole like artistic process. Do you feel like sometimes do artists like rush the art and not let it marinate so you can have something beautiful like this? Or they're so pressed to get out everything to make the money. Don't lose the hype. If you're a true artist and you really let this marinate, I mean, I feel like nobody can deny the talent. Absolutely. I feel like it depends on what you're in it for. Some people Mm -hmm. are in it in this industry because they genuinely love music and genuinely know that they have a knack for it. Other Mm -hmm. people are in it for the money. So they're Mm -hmm. the ones who are going to put out an album in November and put out another one in January. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, they're trying to get that second album, third album, whatever, just try to get it out there and... A lot of times those songs are shit or songs that no one's really remembering, but yeah. like you can tell when someone is putting time into mm-hmm. art. You can tell. It's yeah. volume. And timing is everything. Oh, like, timing. I mean, it's such a perfect, perfect moment. We need this album like we need Hillary to win. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to breathe. Like, that's how much we needed this album. And I'm like, I've been actually, it's been so quiet for me, like, on my commute to work, because I haven't had an album that I can just, like, play and, like, unwind mm-hmm. to. Because, you know, living in New York City is, like, the rush is crazy. But listening mm-hmm. to this song just puts me, in, like, the music of this album just puts me in the right frame of mind. And I'm, like, so ready for the day. And I love having an album that I can just repeat and repeat and repeat all over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I must have played this song, like, I'm telling you, like, 20 times the same day. Like, just over cleaning my room, playing mm-hmm. this song, like, everything. And it's, like... It made me realize, in terms of the message, it's like, in order to gain true happiness, you have to change your perspective. In the song, she talks about all these different things that she did. So another one was, I ran my credit card bill up, thought a new dress would make it better. Mm-hmm. I tried to work it away, but that just made me even sadder. So it's like, we put so much into these material things. You know, yeah. um, buy like a, get the new iPhone 7, or mm. a new fancy yeah. car, a new outfit. Yeah. Just trying to ignore what's going exactly. on. It's like, oh, my mind's somewhere else, you know. But yeah, it's like you, it doesn't go away. Exactly. And, and yeah. It's like, oh, I'm so depressed. So let me go to the mall and spend money that I don't have. Like I'm guilty yeah. of that. I, I am girl. too. Who you telling? Everybody Who you is. Telling? I feel I feel better in a new pair of shoes. I feel better in a new outfit. I just it just needs me. I was like, mm, this dress is cute. Don't need it, and no, I don't need it. But I was like, oh, this is so nice. But I work hard. I deserve it. And I'm like, why did I buy that? And see, and you you feel fulfilled and happy in that moment. 
But then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're still left with whatever you're doing. So I feel like yeah. he was... And that bill. And that mm-hmm. bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I feel like her message is more so to look within. Look within. Stop putting so much into these material things. Look within and just do better, man. Nice. So let's let's move on Great to the song. last song that we're all going yes. to dissect as a girl. Hey, hey. Yes. Yes. And we had to talk about this song because this was the song that everybody kept talking about. Yes. And it brought back boom, so much boom. memories for me. But yes. Yes, right? I, I was like, let me look up some FUBU pictures. <laughs> I was like... That was like peak blackness. Listening right there. to the song made me remember my <laughs> now and later green Fubu outfit. I had uh, the, uh, <laughs> the shorts, the T-shirt, and my Fubu sneakers. I was ready, honey. Girl, you couldn't say nothing. I love it. It's like the black anthem. Like I want to put my fist up because you know when you think about Fubu, its origins, it was a clothing line made for us. Mm-hmm. by us mm-hmm. so we can feel included it, when I think of FUBU I was thinking of at, at the time was competing with like Tommy Hilfiger at the time you remember when Tommy was like oh, oh yeah like, I think they even had like a similar color pattern wasn't it like yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. white the blue yeah. the red exactly yeah I want to read a quote um, that Solange put on her St. Heron um, website about FUBU yeah let me hear it mm-hmm. he says when I think of FUBU and the album as a whole. I think of punk music and how white kids were allowed to be completely destructive, allowed to be anti-establishment and express rage and anger. If we were inclusive and we weren't violent and destroying property and able to express that kind of rage, then it would not be allowed in the same way. And that's what she thinks of when FUBU. We get to stand up and be proud and be loud and be extra. Mm-hmm. And my favorite quote in that is um when she talks about her son. Yeah, so it's um I hope my son will bang this song so loud that he almost makes his walls fall down because his mama wants to make him proud. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. like perfect. that is just like so perfect. Yeah, yep. And I think at the same time, her son also represents like the younger generation. So it's like the next generation to carry on the message in this song and just be proud and accept who they are. Yeah. Why not? That was good. I think my favorite part mm-hmm. is um, where she says, don't feel bad if you can't sing along. Just yeah. be glad. Mine too. That's what I was going to say. Well, <laughs> this shit is from it's us. for us. Shit can't touch. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. yeah. Can't touch it. This is for us. This is like, for rewind that. Rewind that. I gotta hear it again. That is. I have that song on repeat all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. Don't mm-hmm. be mad. Don't be mad. Don't mm-hmm. get offended like, listening okay. to this. You got everything else. We can have this. Yeah. Thank you. Oh man. <laughs> and you know what? Someone's probably gonna listen to this album and be like, "Oh, she's so anti-white and da da da." And just like yeah. what her mom was saying in the um in one of the interludes she's just like everyone thinks that just because you're embracing who you are and embracing being a beautiful black woman or a black man or whatever you're anti-white and that yeah, is not it doesn't it. go together that's not it the only reason why we're so enthralled in black power is because y'all put us down for so long Mm-hmm. Making us think that we were not worth anything, so we're finally embracing it. I'm mm-hmm. sure if someone told y'all asses you weren't worth it, you'd be doing the same shit. Or just to not be included. There's so many schools or or places of work or, you know, like, 
just there's so many spaces in the world that are that are like all white or mostly white mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like to have a space or to have a song or to have something that's just for people of color or just for black people yeah. that's okay i i mean i don't know about you guys but i can't wait to be at a concert or be at the club and the song comes on and just like screaming with all my brothers and sisters and I we just sing it i feel like that if she's moment, going on tour soon i have to girl, go i think we should all I have go. To go we I gotta go, we go. <laughs> can we also talk about who's on the song um bj the chicago kid and oh. the dream i love bj the chicago kid he's so underrated he's all of so them good. you heard them runs at the end i was like girl. excuse me y'all just gonna go in huh? he's so good you have to listen to his album if you haven't before i have so oh. good so good. good. And he also has a um, big crit on one of the songs, too. Ooh. Which is also an amazing artist using his platform. Did you guys see his yep. performance? Yes, I did at the BET Hip Hop uh-huh. Awards. So good. So good. So good. So I'm like all here for this blackness, all here for mm-hmm. people, you know, using their platforms. Thank you, Solange. Thank you, Big Crit. Thank you, Kendrick. Kendrick did it earlier. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank like, you, J. Cole. Yes, my boyfriend. He's like, he said he's not going to be on the stage and I'm not going to see him for a long time. And I don't know. Aww. Oh, my God. I'm having withdrawals. <laughs> Thank God he blessed us. Okay. Thank yeah. you. He's so yeah. underrated. He'll come back. He'll come he's back. He wants to take a break. He's I think, I think he needs to figure it out. I feel like he wants to, like, I think he feels frustrated. I feel like he's like, I'm not reaching who I need to reach. I don't know. I just feel like he's just, like, conflicted right now. I don't know how he's feeling and i just need him to do some music so i can understand how my boyfriend is feeling you know what's I'm coming you know i'm sorry to his fiance but in my mind i've been with him in his wife oh his wife sorry Ooh. <laughs> maybe she's pregnant but this is my man i'm wearing my dreamville t-shirt because i was ready so ah okay i'm done <laughs> yeah maybe he needs a little break you know but sometimes when you take a break just to kind of live life for yeah. a little while you know it kind of replenishes and life inspires you yeah replenishes what you need to come back and yeah. create look Solange took a break it's working she out yep. great for her did you watch the short film about the um the process no I didn't get no, it no I did ah, it's gorgeous oh, like at one point at one point, her and the producer and some of the, I think it was her and the producer of the, I forget which song she was singing, but it was in one of the studios at night and she just had candles lit everywhere and they were like drinking wine and she was like singing, like recording the song. Uh, I forget which song, but it was a really good, um, really like good short video just to show her process. Mm-hmm. Her writing process, her recording process. Do you think it, it matched, shows like. Do you think it matched like the tone of the album from? The, oh, the definitely. Album? It showed like her and her son like just being silly. Aww. It showed like her in a hammock just writing and like singing to herself. Mm-hmm. It showed just like the grounds of like the house that they rented as she was recording this album and writing the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really really good. I mean, it's definitely, like, I mean, she's walking around, like, barefoot with, like, her fro out, just singing in the living room. It's so good. I love it. Can't Mm -hmm. wait. Wow. So, that was amazing. Amazing. Love this album. Definitely. Yes. 
I'm excited. I really, really do hope she goes on tour, though. I think someone mm-hmm. someone had asked her on Twitter. Was, she's really great at that, too. She responds to, like, everyone on Twitter if she gets the chance to. But someone mm-hmm. asked her if she's doing a tour, and she said she's not sure yet, but she would love to perform something live. So even mm-hmm. if it's not, like, a full-on nationwide tour or whatever. Yeah, yeah maybe just a something. few, like, a smaller tour, a few. But as soon as them tickets go out, I'm right we there. We need to be on there. Yeah, you know they're going to sell now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I saw her one time when we, were at, we went to Coachella. She performed there. I think that was the first first year I went. Yeah, she performed at Coachella. It was really good. But I went the second week, and the first week, Beyonce came out. Mm. Totally missed that, but it was cool. Thank you. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Hold on. Months. Hold on. Side note. Side note. Yeah. Major side note. T T T T T. Okay. 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 Apprentice producers say there are tapes of Donald Trump using the N word. Producer tweeted that he signed a contract that prevents him from leaking tapes from the show. Um, what's his name? Ben, Bernie, whatever the guy, hell, that guy's name is. He was saying, "Oh, Trump is just speaking like how they do in rap music." <laughs> How is this different from rap that? Um, what's that guy, Ben Carson or whatever his name? Oh that my black god. guy. Oh god. <sighs> oh my god, house slave. That's how he acted. <laughs> no. He's no. no, he's the uh, he's the tragic mulatto who just he just he's conflicted. <laughs> he's conflicted. But he's, he's not conflicted. Even, he's not even he's, mulatto, but still. <laughs> I know he's like, just conflicted between like his black side and like. But I'm also white, so I think I should be okay with all this. Like, yes, that that that's his position in this whole thing. I don't know oh, where America is coming to for all of this to have gotten so far. I don't deep. understand. I don't understand. I'm telling you, if Kanye really runs in 2020, I'm voting for him. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't see him in the White House. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, I it, it's sad. The whole thing is sad, but it's not necessarily surprising. What that he's running? That he got so far. He's he's exactly what people want. Like it's not it's not that surprising. Like he talks badly about women. He talks badly about Mexicans. He tries to make everybody afraid of Muslims. He like this is what's been happening in the world. And people want to act like it's lo- like low key, like you know this is what's been happening. But now that he's saying it out loud, like, and people are like, "Oh my goodness, how could he say this? How could someone like him run?" Uh, but you was just talking last week about Muslims, and you don't want to, you know, live next to a mosque and all that stuff. It's the same thing. He's just saying it out loud. Like it, it's not surprising, you know. It's sad and it's it's hurtful and it's like. It's crazy, and I pray to God that he does not win. I really, like, I just pray. I really don't think he will. I, I've, I've, I've registered to vote, like, three times just to make sure my, <laughs> my, my, it was like, did you register to vote? I was like, I don't remember, but you can sign me up again. Yes. And then, like, maybe a month later, did you register to vote? Yes, I did, but you can, you can just make sure it's in there because I will be in line. Like, yeah. no, this is, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I have enough faith to think that we voted someone like Obama in twice that it just would not make sense for someone like Trump to come in right after. It just mm-hmm. didn't make sense, but I don't know. I guess, but look at how Obama was treated. Horribly. <sighs> look at how he was treated. Some people still think he's a, a foreign-born Muslim. Come on now. <laughs> like, that has already been proved that he is an American and was born in America. But you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> 
it's just br- it's just bringing out that ugly side yeah. that's the worst yeah you know like instead yeah. of it being in secret now yeah. people are just kind of letting it fly yep. bringing it out in the front well, this has been a great episode. Yeah. Um, Point of the matter everyone. is, make sure y'all go vote, okay? Yes, yeah, please <laughs> vote or die. Vote for real. Vote yes. for Trump. My God, please don't. <laughs> yes. Please Well, thank don't. you guys for joining us today on this lovely evening. Um, this has been Views from the Chicks. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and follow us on iTunes, yep. SoundCloud, and Views from the Chicks. C-H-I-X-X. Sorry, sorry. I can't spell. Forgive me. <laughs> C-H-I-X-X. Okay. Yes, Joey. There you go. That's why there's three of us. C-H-I-X-X. Views from the chick. Yes. Until next time. <laughs>